Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Welcome to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's show 667, ladies and gentlemen. We got past the demon. Yes. Oh, we had a rough time, rough start this morning. That's okay because we're doing a show from three different states, New Jersey, Florida, and Alabama, and we had some technical difficulties this morning, but it's all good now. So we're continuing the 2A uh, heavy hitter series. And uh, this one, uh, I've known this gentleman, oh, probably 13 or 14 years, maybe going on 15, and uh, very active in the 2A community, especially active on Instagram and Twitter, and he's going to be calling out all of his follow call signs and everything, but, you know, talk about putting your time, money, and effort where your, where your mouth is. This guy is started local and went national. And uh, he, the, the amount of energy he has, obviously he's a Marine as well, but the amount of energy he has for, for the cause and, and what he's doing for all of us, we all owe him a huge debt of gratitude. We've been in Trenton together. We've been at rallies and protests together. And uh, I love him like a brother. And so without further ado, from diversityshoot.com, I want to introduce the second is for everyone, cheerleader, team leader, and the big boss, Tony Simon. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hey, welcome for uh, welcome. Thank you for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we go way back, man. We go way back, like bell bottoms. Uh, yeah, oh, bell bottoms. <laughs> bell bottoms are back again. Are they really? Good yeah. God, okay. you've you've been on the show numerous times in the studio, Tony. And uh, uh, for people that are new to, to DiversityShoot.com, you shouldn't be because I pitch it all the time on the show. Tony, I always like to start these series now is what lit your fire? What got you to this point of activism starting in New Jersey and what motivates you? So this is your time. You're on the show for the whole hour. I need people to be inspired. Other people listening to the show because I get emails all the time. I have this great idea, but I need you to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Right. You get those too, right? Oh, dude, I have this great idea for you. Uh, for me, why don't why don't you do it? Yeah. And that's how this actually started. Um, so my boy is Sean Fisher, Black Bag Resources, and uh, Great we we got in this together. Uh, Sean became a firearms instructor. I moved to Jersey and finally got back into firearms through Sean. He went to gun for hire, became a trainer, and of course I was in the Marine Corps, so I assumed I could still shoot. I went to the range, and uh, reality disabused me of that notion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perishable skill and I, I perished so Sean was like hey man I just finished the uh, training a gun for hire and I'm trying to fill a class you want to come to the class that Friday before I went to Sean's class I shot a group the size of the entire target at 25 yards that's not nice. called a group the entire target I took Sean's class over the weekend. I went back to the range Monday morning, and I shot a 10-shot group that you can cover with your thumbnail. Mm-hmm. And that felt so good that I was like, I want to do this to make people feel like me. 
So in 2012, I went through all the classes at Gun for Hire, you know, the basic class, rifle, pistol, shotgun. Yeah, rifle, pistol, shotgun, range safety officer, did them all. And uh, I was about to take over the world as the world's greatest firearms instructor. And, oh yeah, I was, I was on the precipice. And then Sandy Hook happened. And New Jersey hit us with every anti-gun bill. I think it was like 70-something anti-gun bills they tried to shove down our throats. Pull them all off the shelf. Yeah, yeah, all off the shelf and dumped them on us. And that's when I went down to Trenton to actually speak to our representatives for the first time. By then, I'd had some time in, in an advocacy thing, and I knew the leaders of the advocacy organizations, but I was the only black person yep. testifying out of 200 people that testified. Yep. And I'm like, we're represented at the range. I've trained them. I've seen them, mm-hmm. blacks, Hispanics, everyone, and no one's here. So I walked and talked to all the heads of the Second Amendment organizations at that time, and I was like, do we have a program to educate people that look like me on this side of advocacy cool you own a gun but how about we get in the fight and everyone said no and it went about for a minute and in 2015 I finally was like yeah I'm gonna have to do something Sean Sean got on me one day because I was complaining after we testified again and he was like well you're gonna complain about it or do something about it so mm-hmm. I called I called Anthony. I was like, hey, Anthony, I'd like to put something together February 2015 to get black people educated on this. And Anthony went, what about Thursday? I'm like, chief, hold on a second. I at least need, <laughs> t- <laughs> I need two weeks, man. <laughs> I need two weeks. And that's how the Second is for Everyone got started. It was first started off aimed directly at, at blacks. Uh, because I wanted people that look like me to testify, but then I realized the Second Amendment is for everyone, and we need, this is an apolitical civil right, and we need everyone, not one race, not one party, not one anything is going to save it. All of us together can save it. So I switched the focus of the diversity shoot to the Second is for everyone. We all need to be involved, and that's when I reached out to people, regardless of their religion, sexual orientation, gender, whatever category they try to divide Americans into, I want to cross that line and invite them to our or our events, our workshops. And it worked out great. I mean, we got to the point over at, at Gun For Hire where you told me, hey, you, you're going to have to sell tickets and limit the amount of people that come. Yep. Uh, and that's what we started doing because it was free. Now, it cost me it costs money to do everyone. I've never made money on this at all. Um, <laughs> it's always found... cost you. I know you've been digging into your pocket to buy ammo, to buy guns, yep. to buy everything. Yeah, it, it costs us money. My volunteers are amazing. Uh, CNJFO has helped me out significantly because <laughs> most of their guys are my volunteers. I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. It's like <laughs> everyone that volunteered, they recruited. What's up? So, so Tone, you ran uh, diversity shoots at my place exclusively for a while, and then you mm-hmm. approached me about expanding it, and uh, you started to expand, and you were like, uh, it just blew up from there, correct? Oh, my goodness. So we, we I asked to expand because, you know, I don't want to step on toes. I, I love our relationship. I was like, but, I don't care, right? Remember? Yeah, you were like, why are you even asking? Yeah, just do it. <laughs> so I did, and 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 Great Union Hill Gun Club, yep. it was there for us. Uh, Recoil Range opened yep. up, and they were like, "Hey, come on in." But what really happened 
that got the boat started was 2020 happened and and our great governor horsey jackass um <laughs> decided to shut down all the ranges in the state and i was 16 like weeks i was like wow that's really gonna kill 2a 4e and the Heritage Guild, which has two locations in Jersey, but another one in Pennsylvania, or three locations in Jersey, another one in Pennsylvania, said, hey, want to come over here? You can host every week if you want. So I slid across the border, I hosted there, and then Recoil opened up, and somehow they weren't included in this range shutdown. So 2020 started with only gun for hire range, and 2020 ended, we were in three ranges. And the owner of Union Hill went, Hey, when are you going to come over here, dude? You've promised for the last three years you wanted to do something. Let's do something. So, boom. We're in Union Hill. We're recoil. We're gun for hire. And in that little time frame, I got called by the Nebraska Firearms Association, and they wanted me to go out and host an event in Omaha. So we hosted three events in one day in Omaha, which was amazing. And that pretty much set my uh, format for doing it out of state. So I'm hoping in 2024... When I become official 501c3, I can work with other organizations to host multiple 2A4E events in a day. So wait, wait, we, we you started at my place, it's nine years now. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I remember having a conversation with Sandy. He was like, man, if you're still doing this from seven years from now. <laughs> uh, now it's nine years, nine years yep. deep, and I finally decided to... Uh, get over my cowardice because a lot of people have been telling me if you've made it this far dude you can work as a charitable organization you're fine do it. just have yeah, faith in yourself i didn't but so many of my friends at all like you guys who've been behind me from day one coach we have faith in you dude you've already done the work make it official so yep. that's what we're doing so if anybody wants to support me diversityshoot.com you can donate stuff there and i really stuff appreciate off it gun for hire as well mm -hmm. With a note, Man. make sure you, because people drop off uh, ammo. People come in and buy stuff. They're like, I want to buy boxes of ammo or a case of ammo, and I want to leave it here for the diversity shoot. Right, Tom? Yeah, Ed, was Ed Green? Great? Yep, Ed, Ed Green is the best, yes. Ed, Ed Green's done it twice that, yep. uh, that I remember, and it came in handy, what, two weeks ago? It was wonderful, because we just lost our ammo sponsor, who was great, and they sponsored us in 2023 <laughs> for thousands of rounds. But uh, we need a new ammo sponsor. So if you can donate five, five, six, nine millimeter, forty, thirty-eight, I don't care. Now, Tony, <laughs> are you going to be at the Women uh, for Gun Rights CNJFO dinner? Yes, I'm going to be at the Women for Gun Rights CNJFO dinner. Now at CNJFO.com. Uh, so I had challenged when uh, Teresa Einacker was on the show. I had just threw a random challenge out that if Tony uh, posed with one of their teal. Women for Gun Rights shirts, cut off, a crop shirt, I would donate $500 to Women for Gun Rights. And I always put my money where my big mouth is. And I, I, Tony posted the photo on Instagram and Twitter or whatever, and I donated another $500. <laughs> so it's $1,000 so far. Uh, I made the donation. My wife and I are, are going to... Um, be uh, attending that dinner and I'm also pledging right now Tony's gonna send me an invoice because he posed with the photo I am donating as soon as he becomes a not-for-profit I'm donating $500 I'm gonna be the first donor Tony 
Oh man. Thank okay. You. Did you Thank that's you. your incentive to get your five oh one three whatever C or whatever. Uh -huh. I, I wanna be the first donor under your five oh one three C. I wanna I wanna prime the the pump. Long as I don't have to get in that damn shirt again, sure. No, 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 no more shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see this is this Once is, is what enough. This is, what it, this is that. what it's all about. And, Tony, we've been in Trenton, and we've sat for countless hours without food or water. Yeah. I tell everybody all the time in Trenton, the water fountains, the water comes out a sixteenth of an inch over the thing, and you're not allowed <laughs> to bring any liquids with you in the room, and they keep you there for eight hours before you go up to testify. Isn't it, isn't it really like this whole mental torture thing? Tell the truth, Tony, because you're a big guy. I was a big guy at the time. Doesn't it suck just sitting on those hard seats for hours and watching them mistreat us before we're allowed to go? up there and speak it, it's it's all designed to tell you to go home and don't ever come back yeah. <laughs> it really Absolutely. is from from the pat down and going through the machine to say you can't bring anything in uh to the order they put us in so they make sure the scumbags that presented the bill speak first and then all the anti-gunners speak first and they get on camera and news, and then everyone leaves a room. All the news media leaves a room, and we have to wait through all of that. And then they hit us up three minutes, three minutes, three minutes, three minutes, get out, three minutes. While and they, they don't play. pay attention to us while we're speaking. They start They're, having sidebar conversations. Conversations, playing video games. It's on like we're phones. not even there. It's, ordering it's, lunch. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, ordering lunch. And don't forget, the room is set up so you sit down low and they sit up high. Oh, Isn't that great? Yes, that's right. And they have nice big swivel leather chairs and you don't yeah damn near a leather couch they're sitting in that swivels yep. <laughs> and i'm sitting on the bench outside the principal's office waiting right. to, waiting to go in right. uh, in your underwear yeah. But, mm -hmm. but, yeah. but Tony, so also another part of what Tony does is be, he, he he's not his his own podcast he's on a million other podcasts um he's oh he'll do media interviews uh, and he's always willing to help anybody, but he's also always on the road. He always goes to the NRA, uh, excuse me, he goes to the SHOT Show every year because he's looking for donors and sponsors, and he does media appearances. And, and we all know, I haven't gone to the SHOT Show in a long time. I'm probably going to go this year. It's been about five or six years. But uh, how do your feet feel after the SHOT Show, Tony? Uh, like you want to cut your legs off at the knees. <laughs> <laughs> so this year was the first year um, I torqued my knee at work like two weeks before SHOT Show. So walking was out. So now understand, I only get funding from diversity shoots or when we do raffles. So my income, my, my budget is fixed for SHOT Show. I have, I work on another podcast, Gun and Gear Review Podcast on the Firearms Radio Network. We had a rental, so we got an Airbnb, so that was taken care of. So I had to pay for the flight. We got to pay for the food. Totally understand that. I pay for my own food. I'm not, you know, 284. He doesn't do that. But then I had to rent a freaking electric scooter. A jazzy. At ninety, $80 a day. Oh, it was cheaper. Yeah. It would be cheaper if I rented an Avis vehicle yes. and <laughs> drove through around. Shot Show. <laughs> 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 so, of course, being a guy, they gave me a four-wheeler, and this thing is quick so it didn't take long again at $80 a day for five days that was an unexpected expense that I had to pay for out of my own account and uh, well it was cool because it saved my back but my leg was already hurting and of course being a guy it only took me two days to wreck the thing 
Um, now, Tony, what, what, I got to ask you something. With all the volunteers, the CNJFO volunteers and everybody, why couldn't you have constructed in Vegas a litter and like eight people carry you, <laughs> like a gilded throne or something? <laughs> what, well, what, would that have been a little yeah. more cost effective? Uh, what are they called? They were called palaquins, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Royalty. Great, well, what? great importance. You should have been carried on a palaquin by like eight people. I'm telling you. And when you went to a booth you liked, all you had to do was go like this. And they would have lowered you at the level of the people at the counter. And you, come on. Well, what throws that off is I'm the largest, I'm the largest pound for pound gun bunny in America. So yeah, eight people, eight people could carry your ass. So you see, this is why Tony needs donations for the diversity shoot. And listen, there's things that you can donate. You can donate a hundred dollar gift card for a nail salon. You could donate ammunition. The most, the, the things he needs the most, obviously, is ammunition. You could come to Gun for Hire when you're coming in and spending money on a gun. You could say, you know what? I want to buy two boxes of ammo and I want to donate it to the diversity shoot and put it aside and it'll make you feel good. And once Tony sets up his uh, not-for-profit, we're gonna pitch the hell out of that. Tony, we're gonna put it in the Gun For Hire mass emails. Uh, Tony is already on the uh, standstrong.biz. You can find diversityshoot.com. I put him under two-way organizations way before COVID uh, hit. Uh, because, you know, I, I believe he's doing yeoman's work out there. I'm at a much different point in my life at 63 years old. I, I'm not boots on the ground as much as I used to be. I consider myself more of the clearinghouse here for, for every organization to communicate, whether you're driving lawsuits or increasing education or you're a historian or what, whatever it is. But he is instrumental in getting the word out. You gotta see what the diversity shoots look like. Forget about the CNJFO volunteers who are all great, great people. But you know, he gets people, he gets Muslims, he gets Jews, he gets gays, he gets straights, he gets white, he gets black, he gets whatever. And, and so many of these people are brand new. They've never shot a gun before. And he, he orders pizza and soda for the volunteers and the people that show up. And I give him the big classroom. And I'm only explaining my, my place. I haven't been to his, the other ranges he's gone to. And then he gets up there and he has all these goodie bags that he sets up. And, you know, the diversity shoot started 6 or 7 o'clock at night. Tony's at my place 3 o'clock in the afternoon harassing my staff and setting up. <laughs> right, Tony? Yeah, I, I try to get there early. Um, let me say something. Go ahead. What you are to me is a human being first. Everything else, I kind of don't categorize you as anything other than a person. Then after a person, you're a good person or you're a bad person. I know it hurts some people's feelings because your whole identity is wrapped up in whatever you think. I don't care. You're a human being. You deserve this right to be able to protect the people you love and your life. So why I'm saying that is this. I don't notice sometimes the diversity of the people at the diversity shoot. Like sometimes I do notice and I make a joke about it during class, but afterwards when I'm trying to post stuff to the internet and pictures from the event, I'm like, wait a minute, you're telling me I had an Orthodox Jew in port one and a four Muslims in the last port. <laughs> and mm -hmm. in the middle, I had a girl who is in the LGBTQ community with a rainbow shirt on, and I didn't notice at the mm -hmm. time. Who cares, right? It's irrelevant. You're a person. I'm trying to introduce you to this right and this thing. Again, we ain't going to win it, 
by sticking to ourselves and allowing the divisiveness to win. That's why I'm doing what I do. So I give away prizes, I have the raffles and stuff to help raise funds to do the next event. If we miss an event, if something happens, that affects me reaching into my own personal bank account and I have to rob Peter to pay Paul to make the next event happen. I've done it for nine years and I'm going to continue to do it, but we're going to do this 501c3. You guys can help me fund it. I'm going to have a bunch of awesome organizations behind me uh, donating cool stuff so you can win stuff. we got knives. I brought from SHOT Show, SHOT Show swag like you wouldn't believe that you'd only get if you were at SHOT. So one of those giveaways has already happened. I got another one geared up. So we'll talk about it at the end of the show. But yeah, the whole thing is to finance the next event, and I appreciate it. We're growing, and it's hilarious when you watch one person show up that's the brave person in their social circle, and then at the next event at Gun for Higher Range, they have like four people. Yep. That's, that's what you want. You know, Sandy coined the term each one reach one 100 years ago. That's the army out there because it's hard. And I'm, I, this is not any specific thing, but we can't delve into their communities like they can. You know what I mean? We can't we can't insert ourselves because we're looked at as an outsider. So if you have somebody from whatever community come in and you introduce them to shooting and they like it, now they they're, they become a, a rep for us. They go and tell their people of whatever diverse group they're part of, and now their people, a certain percentage of them are interested and they come back to you. That's how, you're right, that's how it continues to grow like a spider web. Yep. That's what we have to do. We have to reach across. Now, one of the things I continually tell people is you have to get out of your comfort zone when you invite people in. And you have to get out of your comfort zone when you come in because people might use the wrong words. Understand, these are people that are welcoming you into their community and you're welcoming these people in yours. You may say the wrong thing, but you have to get out of your comfort zone. Anybody can meet someone halfway. I need people to meet someone at 60%. I need you to put yourself out, be ready to be corrected, be ready to have your feelings hurt a little bit, but to correct the person, help help them understand you better. We need to grow this, but we can't stay in our little boxes and wait to be offended by someone. Talk to them. My volunteers are good people. My attendees are good people. We want to be good to each other. You just may not know the what do you call it, potholes in the road of communication. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's get around those. We live in Jersey. We used to potholes. We got this. So let's just work on this together, bring our people together. Understand your social media, your news, what you see is dedicated to dividing you. Yes. And that's what I love about what you're doing is you're, you are literally undoing what the powers that be, the real power brokers in this world, are trying to do to all of us. They cannot conquer us as a whole. Nope. They can only separate us into fractionated groups and, and have us fight one another while they go about the business of changing the world into their vision, which is a pretty shitty vision. And we're close. Your freedom and safety is not their concern. Yes. Nope. No, they, they would rather you die and get out of the way. Well, they need you. They need the deaths because they need the fear. They yep. need the uncertainty. Yep. That America is the only country that has this mass shooting problem. Look at our deaths. And I'm like, hold on a second. 
if you look at our deaths, America is the only country that includes suicide right. and, and firearms deaths. No one else does because everyone with common sense knows that's not a gun problem. Right. All right. Let so. me drop you into any country in West Africa and let's talk about those statistics again. Yeah, let me introduce you to this thing called Boko Haram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where they show up at a woman's school and kidnap the entire class. Right. That's not happening in America for a reason. Um, so my whole thing is America's amazing. America has, it, no, no, nowhere's perfect. And we have a system in place that we can work towards perfection. We can work towards being the best we can be. I'll tell you now, there aren't any Americans on an igloo cool, strapping five igloo coolers together and trying to float to Cuba. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's keep that in mind. There is no traffic jam at the border with Americans going the other way. That's nope. right. So, there might be soon, but well, yeah, not might right be soon, now. but not right now. So uh, trying soon. to illegally get into other countries. So what right. I'm saying is this. We can build America into the thing that most of us want it to be. The land that we were promised, the land of equality and everything else. But we need to work together. And there's people dedicated to making sure we stay apart so we don't achieve that Martin Luther King Jr. goal. That goal, that was actually from the founding fathers. They might not have meant it like they said it, but now it's ours. And we mean it like they said it. You know what I'm saying? We mean equality. We mean happiness for all people. And we need to work toward it. And one of the linchpins of it is the Second Amendment, and that's what I'm fighting for. Uh, go ahead, Ant. I'm sorry. Any lawyers out there want some free advertising on Gun mm. for Hire Radio? Uh, if you reach out to diversityshoot.com and you set up Tony what is not for profit, it would be deeply appreciated. Hint, hint, nod, nod. I could call out a lawyer or two right now, but I'm gonna gonna relax. I'm gonna let them fight it out, okay? Because if Tony gets more than one lawyer or four or five lawyers that volunteer for this show, he might need them for other legal reasons as well. Because the minute Tony sets up his not-for-profit, I'm going to be shaming all of you people to make donations, cash donations, into his not-for-profit rather than just ammo donations. This way he could uh, use his... Uh, you know, he can use his not-for-profit to, to feed the monster a little better, but I think it would be very, very important. Uh, I want to do housekeeping, take a break, and I want to come back. And again, Tom, we're going to talk a lot more. I need you to, when we come back, just remember, I want you to tell everybody uh, how they can find you on all your social media pages and everything as well. All right? All right. Let's do this. All right. So the first thing is NYTAC Defense, nytacdefense.com. If you live in New York... You need this legal defense fund. If you mention gun for hire, one word, you will get 15% off your monthly membership. Uh, uh, Peter Tillum is a rock star uh, in, in a 2A community. He is the man when it comes to the Second Amendment rights in New, in New York, so please check it out. U.S. Law Shield, uslawshield.com. Use gun for hire, one word, as your code. I'm hearing a lot about attorneys on retainer. Listen, if you feel there's a conflict, get both of them. But you definitely need U.S. Law Shield if you're going to have a gun in the state of New Jersey, okay? Decoding Firearms, obviously John Petrolino. His book is available here. Aberdeen Guns, Gun for Hire, Kindle, and Amazon. He's doing the work, the Pen Patriot out there, and he's doing his square reviews. So please, you know, support those who support you. My doctor, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, Dr. J uh, Joe Sambatero, concierge medicine for a few hundred bucks a month. You have your own doctor that will never have more than 250 patients. 
uh, Aberdeen Guns and Ammo in Monmouth County. Go and see my, my, my guy, John Zeller. Great guy down there. Tell Vin I said hello. Tell Vin to take his wife out to dinner. She's been working too hard raising those kids. <laughs> uh, of course, we can't forget uh, News2A.com. News, number two, letter A.com. A great clearinghouse for news. The Varsity Firearms Podcast with John Valenti. John Valenti is going to be on the show next week. The week after, John Acapinti is going to be on the show to discuss the, uh, the NRA dinner. We're going to be talking about two. Obviously, StandStrong.biz, over almost 500 businesses, products, and services out there. Uh, listen, the NRA elections are out right now. Please vote Scott Bach. Bullet vote Scott Bach for NRA if you have a ballot, if you're a voting member of the NRA. I know there's a lot of flux, a lot of controversy going on. We need Scott. He's a lawyer. He's straight up. He gets a lot of money for the state of New Jersey for our lawsuits. He spends 24-7 on our cause. Bullet vote Scott Bach for the NRA. A lot of changes are coming soon. We've all been cooling our heels for way too long, but it's coming. You know, it's it's funny, Sandy. Uh, I got a guy. Uh, a guy reached out to me, and uh, a I'm using air quotes. A competitor, very close to me, mm-hmm. copied Gun for Hire pages word for word, and they wrote, <laughs> "Use this link." And then a link clicked to Gun for Hire page. Goes to you. Yeah, that's good. So basically, our <laughs> IT company reported it to Google, and their pages got whacked down, and they got like fucking severe warnings from uh, from Google. Not for the first time. Listen, this is no, <laughs> it happened. It happened with Central Jersey, South Jersey, Delaware. Uh, this is the first time it's happened this close. Listen, what do you got to be lazy bastards for? Do the work. Right. Look at our page. We do all the work. Legal, Matt, Phoebe, me, everybody else, Tony. Look at our work and then just rewrite it a little bit. Why do you got to cut and paste it completely? Have, you have AI no rewrite it for Christ's sake. Yeah, use 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 <laughs> Chat GPT or something. You lazy bastards. Do some work. I mean, wow. When I got the link and I looked at it, I was like, "Yep, yeah, that page and that page. Unbe- this is unbelievable, man. You're so freaking lazy." Even That's Joe fir- Biden didn't go word for word. He changed two or three of the words. <laughs> he forgot what they were. But Tony, it said, "Click the link." They clicked the link and it went to Gun for Hire's page, and it's on their page, Tony. Oh, it was free advertising for GFI. I mean, how lazy are you? I mean, and dumb. So wait, listen, we got a huge new member perk at Gun for Hire, okay? It started March 1st. If you're a member, if you're an annual member, that doesn't include the steel membership. It includes every other membership, okay? Annual membership from New York membership and red, white, and blue and gold, silver, platinum, titanium, et cetera, et cetera. A bronze as well. If you click on our new member perk, you are going to be amazed at what we're doing. We're giving free stuff away every month. We're clearing out guns. We're having raffles. You're going to win an opportunity to be on Gun for Hire Radio. These are members-only perks. We're kicking it up 150 new notches. Uh, now we're going to get into the news real quick. Our attorney general just approved micro-stamping in New Jersey, yet there is no technology for micro-stamping. And he took a bow, and he did a a victory lap. And NewJersey.com, they're all bragging. We're going to have micro-stamping in New Jersey. They found that the the micro-stamping on the firing pin could not survive 50 rounds of ammo without being damaged. (laughs) 
And nobody ever heard of a file or a revolver, so, you know. So, so micro-stamping is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, here's the segue to talk about Tony, because we all know all gun control is not only racist, but it's also classism. And gun control, I've been saying for years, started racist and morphed into classism. And it's typical classism. It's not just black people or minorities anymore. They want us all. It's those those people. people. (laughs) So listen to this. This is Murphy just did his budget proposal. And uh, he wants to go firearms ID card from $50 to $100. Purchase permit. Every purchase permit for a pistol from $25 to $50. Carry permit $200 to $400 every two years. Nice. Your Knicks background check, the $15 Knicks, $16 Knicks background check is illegal already. He wants to make it $45. Oh, my God. Okay. The dealer employee license. Every one of my employees has a pink card. We pay $5 a year for their pink card. He wants to increase it to $40 per employee for a pink card. My retail dealer license is $50. He wants to increase it to $500 a year. And my manufacturer wholesale license, which I have, from $150 a year to $1,500 a year. So, Tony, let's talk about this because Tony is a, is a government worker. And Tony just talked about he has to pay. He's paying for his own trips to SHOT Show. And, you know, he has to rob from Peter to pay Paul. As, and I don't know what your wife does for a living. But obviously, you, you know, you're middle class people. Really, what is Murphy doing here? Because there's not enough gun people where this is going to tip the scales of the budget into the favor of we're going to show a black next year in the black. He's doing this for what reason, Tony? Welcome to Poll Tax 2.0. If you you missed the original Jim Crow, we have a new and improved Jim Crow for you here in New Jersey. That's right. All the same feelings of the old Jim Crow with a whole new group of people. So you Only get the, more inclusive. We're more inclusive now. <laughs> we're the more inclusive Jim Crow. You just got to be Poe. If you Poe, we got you. Yeah. yeah. It's no longer just black people. It's for everyone. It's for everyone. But they say we're the racists. Oh, of course they say we're the racists. They say we're the racists. Understand something. Now, I, I don't, look, Democrat, Republican Party, same thing to me. I'm sorry. Too, too, yada, yada. But understand. <laughs> but understand. Democratic Party is still the party of slavery. Yeah. And uh, when they say, oh, we switch sides. Well, how come you still using the old playbook? <laughs> yeah. <So> <laughs> <laughs> Different uniform. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> Goodbye, old boss. Welcome to the new boss. That's right. <laughs> so it is the exact same thing. Do not fall for it. Nothing is about your safety. It's about throwing obstacles between you and your rights. And now they can do it financially. Again, as someone who, uh, the reason I go to these events not only is to get funding, but is to get firearms from these uh, companies. Think about how much it's going to cost me if five companies send me one firearm under this new rule. Five different companies send me one firearm each. I can't afford to get the free gun. How's that crazy? Yeah. I won't be able to afford to get the free firearm to introduce people to firearms. Because we... we, Go go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, we we, we, introduce people to firearms. We introduce people to firearms. 
I finally decided to go to the companies that are getting the benefits of us introducing people to these firearms and go, hey, we have 20-something range days a year. Why don't you send one of your firearms to us that's a really good gun that you want us to introduce people to, to for you? I don't need to keep the gun if you want to send it to us for a year and have us to send back each season. That's cool. But think about what that does to us financially if this thing goes up to, what is it, $500? Mm -hmm. what, what, what is the cost for a pistol purchase permit that he wants plus the background check that I'll have to get for each gun, by the way? You know, uh, I, I, talk, we, I talk to my staff all the time about we're not allowed to be gun snobs because there's a budget for everybody. We sell Mossberg pistols. We sell, you know, we sell, we sell whatever. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really, really close to Patterson, Passaic, Clifton. You know, we have a lot of people that are lower income people come in. And after all of the money and the permit fees and everything, and a lot of them take our NRA basics, a pistol class, was closest, which is close to 200 bucks or whatever. Uh, you know, they can't afford a $1,400 gun. Uh -huh. And, you know, so they're looking, right away you'll see people looking at the used guns, and then we'll say, well, we have these options too, too as well. You, listen, there's got to be something for everybody, and it's exactly what they're doing. It's a poll tax. We're just going yep. to price people out of the market so they can't carry. We can't get rid of the Second Amendment, so we're just going to tax the shit out of those people. Yep. That's uh -huh. what we're looking at. Yep. Yeah, and if you're wondering if you're one of those people, you, you're one of those people, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, he's so right. You're one, you're, of those you're one of those people. You are one of those people. Yeah, right. Because those people that aren't those people, no, they aren't those people. Uh, George, Car <laughs> George Carlin used to say, George Carlin used to say, it's a, it's, it's a big, big team. And you ain't on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> 100%. And, oh, Tony, you're making this up. You guys are all... Stop it. What is this going to do to stop illegal firearms from getting into the hands of criminals by raising the fees to the things I already have to have background checks for? Nothing. Or creating another law. <laughs> exactly. So now here we are. They're going to charge you more money to exercise your rights. And, of course, they're not going to do it in a timely manner. It's not like you're going to be able to get your pistol purchase permit in a day. It's not going to happen. It's going to take forever. They're going to come back to you and tell you your references didn't get back in contact with them because that's one of the, be the oldest lies. Um, mm -hmm. They're going to give you all kinds of excuses. They're going to delay you. Some of us get firearms because we enjoy firearms but some of us need a firearm to protect ourselves because you're being stalked right now right. you're being under threat right now somebody in your family has been threatened or you live in a very bad place and you want to be able to protect yourself right now or you governor, work in a very bad place governor murphy removed the ability of you to get it right now under any emergency if you're a woman being stalked, if you're a woman that has been abused, and you know the name of your attacker, and they're out there, you still can't get this nope. expedited. Nope. And he did that on purpose. Nothing is about your safety or your freedom. You're being lied to. When are you going to get angry about it? There are over a million gun owners in New Jersey, and just too many of us accept this. So when I invite you to come to my diversity shoots, we have a discussion about this. We have an open, honest discussion about firearms ownership and what this freedom actually means and how you can fight it. And it's not libtards versus the God-fearing Republicans. It's us against them. Yep. It is people do yep. not realize that it's there's two parties in this country, us and them. Right. 
they don't they don't care about us they they really really don't care about us and uh it, it's it's tough so so tell people all the social media and web pages before we forget please let's get that out there all right diversityshoot.com that's where you can find me it needs to be redone because the season started again but you can see all our old dates there you can also find the link there to help donate to me at paypal uh you can contact me at tony at diversityshoot.com tony at diversityshoot.com also, I'm on Facebook at The Second Is For Everyone or Tony Simon. I'm also available on X at Second, the number two, Second Four, the number four, Everyone. Second Four, Everyone on, what was that? X. On X. Um, <laughs> it's throwing me off calling it X. If I called it Twitter, I would have been able to flow mm -hmm. through the damn sentence. Me too. <laughs> and on IG, I'm Simon Says Train. Simon, Simon Says, says train. train. He's very active on all of those platforms. You need to follow him. You need to like him. You need to share him. You need to replicate him. He posts a lot about the racist roots and the classism and the discrimination that's, that's, that we're subjected to. Yep. So it's a, it's a wonderful – listen, he, 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 Tony, you post a lot of historical stuff, huh? right? Huey Long and everything. I read all of your stuff. I stalk you, Tony. <laughs> I appreciate it, and I've, I've seen you repost it. But – Understand, the reason I have people come to my events and talk to me and talk to us is so, it's not, not only me there, it's a whole bunch of freedom-loving Second Amendment advocates there that we can have a discussion. What you need to do is pick up on some of these arguments and some of these facts you may not know in a conversational way to talk to people in your social mm -hmm. circle. Yep. I am not trying to get you to sway David Hogg on social media. I could right. give two hiccups and a fart about David Hogg. It's the people that are in the comment section that are buying the bull crap he's saying. If you can go in there and actually put a fact in, you may shift a person from listening to his babble to even the center. And that's who I need to come to my events. I need people who are willing to at least be open-minded enough to listen and to have an open and honest conversation. You know that thing they want to talk about? They don't really want that. Because when yep. you have an open and honest conversation about your rights and how safe firearms ownership is compared to any other sport, any other anything, they lose. We are not, there's not blood running in the streets. Louisiana just became the 28th state to have constitutional carry. Right. There is not blood flowing in the streets of 27 other states because you can carry without having the state's permission. Those kind of facts many people don't know, and that's the stuff we want to push. Right. And that's why we have these conversations. I am not going to attack you if you're an anti-gun person at a 2A4E diversity shoot, but we can talk. Now, if you're not willing to talk and you're going to be rude and you're going to disrupt, I'm going to ask you to leave because this is where we can have the open, honest conversation. Sure. And they want to keep you ignorant to everything, you know. It's funny, too. I mean, we have so many new thousands of listeners every single week. And um, those of you who heard this story before, you have to pardon me. But I will uh, explain it to Tony that, you know, having moving, uh, moved down here and living in Alabama for the past year, when I first came down, Alabama is a constitutional carry state. Yet I wanted the reciprocity for you know, carry. So I applied on a Wednesday night at nine o'clock online for my carry permit. Thursday morning at 9 a.m., I get a phone call from the sheriff's department saying, hey, your carry permit's ready. Do you want to <laughs> stop by and pick it up or you want us to mail it to you? 
And um, I was blown away. And that's the way it's supposed to work. Uh, I went to my first gun show last weekend down here. And uh, I really wish I wanted to buy something or needed something because I would have loved to feel what it was like to walk up to a purchase a pistol, um, pay my money, and walk out the door uh, on the same day with a, an instant background check done <laughs> and nothing else, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, that is how it's supposed to be. So many years we put up with the um, salami uh, theory uh, stripping us of our rights one little tiny slice at a time that we didn't even realize how um, it was happening to us. Let's put it that way. Tony, where did you grow up? <laughs> That's why I was laughing. I grew up in Virginia. Yeah, Western where, Virginia, right? No, well, West Virginia, Western, Western Virginia. Western, yeah. yeah, there's a big difference. There's deep. a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, my, my, I just, I just loved my cousins because they were family. I didn't love my cousins. Hey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my first handgun when I got out of the Marine Corps, I walked directly into the gun shop and I purchased a 1911 and walked Your out. Your first handgun was a 1911. Was that you were in the Marines or after the Marines? Yep. When, after, yeah. right after. Oh, four, so that's yeah. why you wanted a 1911. It was either, yeah, okay, good, good, yeah. good. Well, it was funny. I got out the core. I wanted to carry a firearm because I could. And uh, I checked out the newfangled, because remember, this is 93, the newfangled plastic gun, the Glock. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it pointed at the ceiling for some bizarre reason when I grabbed it. Uh, didn't feel right because you have to break your wrist. So I didn't know anything because I was in the military. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you're in the military, it doesn't mean you know jack crap about handguns. Um, I had no idea how to even grip the Glock correctly to point it at the target. I'm like, why is this aiming up in the air when I'm holding it? <laughs> how do you even shoot this thing? Because I didn't know to break your wrist over with it because it's at a different uh, grip angle than the 1911. So that was horrid because the, the I'll tell you right now, the, the range allowed you to rent guns and they knocked the price off the gun for the rental if you bought a gun. So I rented the Glock. I was like, this is horrid. Give me that new, give me the Beretta that the Army has. Let me see if I can use that. Well, it's a double action, single action. The trigger was a mile long. Right. I was like, dude, I pull the, I pull the trigger on Sunday. It goes off on Tuesday afternoon. I do not want this thing. This is horrible. What are you people doing to me? So I was like, this is garbage. Now, again, this is, I'm in the military and I know what I'm doing. No clue. So I was like, hey, the 226, I've heard of this. Well, this is almost as bad as that other one. <laughs> so I was like, where's the 1911? I was trained on a 1911. So I get the 1911 and I'm like, all right, this feels familiar. All right, I hit the target. I'm good. Now, I'd, I'd love to see what that target looked like now because I'll tell you, the United States Marine Corps did a horrible job training me on handgun shooting. Because you didn't uh, listen. Uh, yeah, right? No. Oh, believe me. As a firearms trainer now, with over a decade in, and having gone to some of the best classes out there, from gun for hire to some of the national and international level trainers I've been to, the Marine Corps and the military gives horrible handgun training. And hey, uh, the Navy's no better, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> believe me, it was it was horrific. 
And and I'm like, stop believing you know everything about guns because you were in, um, because you don't. Uh, the worst training I ever had was in the Corps yeah. and, uh, for handguns. For rifle hand training, er, rifle training, mwah. <laughs> but handguns, no, horrific. And um, it was just crazy, but I was able to walk out that day with that firearm, and then I proceeded to make every other horrific mistake a concealed carrier makes <laughs> when they buy a handgun from my Uncle Mike's neoprene holster that didn't stay open that was inside the waistband uh, to <laughs> the Walmart the Walmart web belt that I was trying to hold a 1911 up with. <laughs> to, we've, to, all, we've all been here. To the fact that I thought it was safer. Now, brace yourself. And I can't wait for the people to yell at their phones and in their earpiece. I didn't think it was safe to carry a 1911 cocked and locked. So, and I knew it was stupid to carry with an empty chamber. So I carried with a hammer down on the live round. Oh, there you so go. That means every morning <laughs> when I woke up, I chambered around. And then with my finger on the hammer, pulled the trigger and lowered the hammer down onto a live round. But it's a single action gun. So what I did when I practiced my draw was practice my draw and cock the hammer like it was the old west. Mm -mm -mm. Every possible bad decision I could make with that firearm I did. They all grouped in one, yeah. All grouped in one, it was extraordinary F up. <laughs> it was extraordinary. I mean, a talent level that's unforeseen. But it like, felt right to the uninitiated. <laughs> but I was in the military and I knew what I was doing. Absolutely. So, I mean, if I could see me back then, I would slap the hell out of me before I shot multiple holes through myself. Put that down. <laughs> put Just that put down, it down. And go take and a class. Away. <laughs> go take a class. I, uh... I had a very similar experience. I bought all crap, and I bought, you know, guns that I thought were right. And then I joined a shooting club, which is gone, the Tri-County Pistol League up in uh, Bloomingdale. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the old-timers came up to me and go, what's all this shit? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yes. they browbeat the hell out of me. And then, luckily, a bunch of them took me under their wing and helped direct me even further. But, listen, I, I forgot a few things before uh, uh, we get back into it. Please save the date, the CNJFO slash Women for Gun Rights DC Project fundraiser, cnjfo.com, is Saturday, April 20th. Saturday, April 20th at the mansion on Main Street in Voorhees Township. The MC will be Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with Charlie. We will all be there. Tony will be there. My wife will be there. We're going to have a good time. Also, the Friends of the NRA dinner is going to be October 2nd at the Tides Estate in North Halden. Uh, for more information to the Friends of the NRA in this awesome event, let me know. Tony, I'm, uh, I'm extending two tickets for you and your wife if you want to join us at the Friends of the NRA dinner October 4th, please. I know John Acapinti is going to want to have you there because you're one of the 2A uh, heavy hitters in New Jersey. John's going to be on in two weeks to discuss the show, sponsors, volunteers, etc. And then I just, Sandy, I got a, a letter. Sometimes I make mistakes. And I got a letter real quick before we get back to uh, Virginia. This is from John Cooper in Arley, Alabama. And he wrote, Anthony, I want to write to you regarding what is probably an overlooked comment you made on the most recent podcast, 666. 
The comment you made was suggesting folks walking into your range would have an excellent experience from the door. I have no reason to doubt this. However, you caution folks that perhaps another choice may result in walking to an episode of Duck Dynasty. With tremendous respect, I ask you, do you know the Robertsons? I'm probably the only listener aware of the fact that you took a jab at a solidly Christian family in episode 666. Not only did you jab the Robinsons, but you took a jab at a very pro 2A family. As a Christian, I love your brother and always will. Just want to let you know that not everything about rednecks is backwards. I truly appreciate your efforts. Respectfully, John Cooper from Alabama. John, it's not the Robert. I've never seen the show. I've only seen commercials of the show. It's just I like to talk about that. I don't want gun ranges to be with the uh, everybody shouldn't have long beards, suspenders, camouflage, or uh, flannel shirts on. We need to break that stereotype to approach more of mainstream. It has nothing to do with the Robertsons. It has nothing to do with rednecks in general. It's just I want to continue to break that stereotype to be welcoming. Uh, when I started shooting in the 80s and 90s, that's what ranges look like. Everybody looked like an offshoot of hunters because most of the people at the ranges were an offshoot of hunters. You hardly ever saw people of color. You hardly ever saw somebody with a sport coat on with a blue uh, you know, button-down Oxford shirt. So that's, that's what I meant, that we need to stop that stereotype of looking what the media says that we gun people look like. Am I right, Tom? In Anthony's Anthony's defense, um, growing up where he did, he thinks everything west of the Delaware River (laughs) is flyover country. So yeah, it's just what it is. And hey, I love Alabama, and I'm way down south in Baldwin (laughs) County. But uh, you're welcome down here anytime. So so I just just want to square that up. So Tony, talk about that because. Go ahead. I, I totally get it. I totally get where they're coming from. I actually met some people that were friends of this family while I was down in Florida last week. The assumption that everybody in Duck Dynasty is somehow just racist, horrible, it, it's, it, I understand where it comes from. It comes from y'all being on the outside and not seeing it. Growing up in southwestern Virginia, everybody looked like that. Sorry. But people are people and good people are good people regardless of how long their beards are. Um, but it's an assumption made well, usually by how... Whether bib overalls or not. Bib overalls are just clothes, bro, especially when yeah. you're on the farm. Yeah, um, right. But I understand it because it's Hollywood. Hollywood has pushed this image that those people are horrible, redneck, da-da-da-da-da. Yep. And, and people have swallowed it and bought into it. Mm-hmm. And that's frustrating for somebody that grew up in that. But as someone who runs diversity shoot to bring people together, I totally get it. My job is to try to introduce these people and create this fellowship and friendship that we have, and we've done it. We've created, like my wife laughs at me and says, how many bromances has that thing created? A lot. It's, it's guys from different backgrounds, ladies from different backgrounds that have met each other at our event, and they hooked up with their social circle because it, it increases self-reliance. Yep. A lot of the ladies that came out of New York, some of the ladies that came out of New York were there because they heard about firearms training through other people that were doing urban farming. Urban farming? Urban farming. They were growing their own food, and they had thought of a way to protect the food that they had if, if things went sideways. And then they heard about gun for hire, and the second is for everyone. Now, all of a sudden, these ladies that are growing their own food have met these ladies from Jersey that heard of 2A4E through maybe Sandy and, 
uh, Sandy's organization or, or other organizations, and now they're like, I never thought about growing my own food. What's involved? And those conversations are happening in the back of the room while I have half the class at the range. So if you see the pictures from my thing, when you, uh, my events, you, you don't see all the people because sometimes I forget to take photos because I don't think it's that important a difference in you. I think you're important. Yeah, sure. But it's important for the visual. If it didn't happen on the Instagram, it didn't happen. So that's why I take those pictures to let people see how diverse it is. And sometimes half my class is in the range when I think about taking a picture. So you miss half of it. But it's really important that you don't let this crap divide us. And again, Anthony didn't mean anything personal. He doesn't know these people at all. But it's the Hollywood stereotype that he was referencing about yeah, gun that's, owners. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. It's and it's it's for everything, you know. Again, it's the, the the divisiveness in this country, and you know it's really good. Like I visited a lot of ranges down south here now, and you walk in, everybody's wearing like a, the same shirt, uniform. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like when I went to ranges in the '80s and '90s. Everybody just wore their street clothes off the street. It's kind of nice to see this and it's so nice to see so much female representation in other ranges other than mine I, I it's really encouraging and exciting listen I just got a one-star review the other day the guy said that he came in the range it's not a place for people of color he had deep he had deep wait 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 he had deep down south feelings when he came in because we wouldn't let him shoot because he smelled like weed oh wow oh yeah. so he, okay so he had deep down south feelings when he came mm. and played. You know, I, I think I got to get rid of the banjo player, Tom. Well, you that's know, what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the fiddle player at the front door uh, yeah. playing The Devil Went Down to Georgia <laughs> is, is the first one. Wow. He came yep. in smelling like weed. Yep. And then he tries to say you were being racist. Yeah, yeah. Let me it's explain okay. something to anybody that will believe that bull crap. There are people that can't be accountable for their own actions. They can't be held accountable for their own actions, so they have to blame their failures on something else. Gun for Hire is very, very, very friendly, regardless of what you are. And uh, if you believe any of this bull crap he's spewing, you should be slapped in the face for being stupid. I'm not even gonna play around. Equally. He hates everybody <laughs> equally. Exactly. Thereby, He's allowing me to host classes and take up a classroom at a range when they can fill that classroom with carry permit holders every day of the week. Yo, have it I sent you a bill yet? It costs Anthony Monday. Exactly. It costs Anthony money to allow me to take up his classroom for three well freaking hours. Well worth it. It's a yeah. lot of fun. And by the way, it's for everyone, black people, Hispanic people, whatever you are, regardless, to come to this event for the low, low price of $20. Oh, my God. $20. You can't get a Big Mac for that anymore. And eat you get pizza. pizza. Eat pizza, drink <laughs> soda. Shit, I'm coming for the pizza. And shoot a crap load of guns. A and crap his volunteers load. and him schlep all their stuff in. They set everything up. I give them a whole range, range one, two, or three, whatever the just whatever the size of the people, you know, coming that night. Everybody schleps everything in, and then they schlep everything out, and they leave the place cleaner than they found it, like Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. It's just, it's a phenomenal thing. So, Tone, uh, in closing, 
What can people do to support you? And give us a shout out on your call signals on where we can find you again. And then we're going to let Sandy wrap this up. Thank you all for all of your support. Uh, next week, it's John Valenti on the show. The week after, I think John Acapinti on the show. Charlie Cook is coming soon. <laughs> I Go love ahead, that. Tom. I love that Charlie Cook lady. Um, oh, shoot. Go ahead. <laughs> Here's the thing you can find me on Twitter. I'll give it up. Second for everyone. You can find me on Facebook, The Second Is For Everyone, or Tony Simon. You can find me on Instagram at Simon Says Train. You can donate to my Patreon, 2A4E Podcast, or The Second Is For Everyone on Patreon, however it goes to look me up. We have a lot of giveaways coming. I'm going to be posting on all of my social media today the newest contest, including the knife giveaway from Battle Horse Knives that they provided for us. Wow. And a crap load of SHOT Show swag from both this year and last year that no one else has unless they went to SHOT Show. So that's how you can help us out. That's how you can help us grow. Go to diversityshoot.com and help us there. I really appreciate it. And meet us April 11th. That's going to be the next diversity shoot at Where? Gun for Hire Range. Oh, where's the next one that's not at Gun for Hire Range? Oh, we're going to set up the schedule right now. That's what we're okay. working on this week. All right. And you can come to Gunfire Range and drop donations off. Make sure you leave a note that's legible, what your name is, and you're donating it to Tony Simon. You can buy something at our place and earmark it to be donated to Tony Simon, too. They put everything on the table in my office, and I make sure he gets it before every diversity shoot. Tony Brunner, I love you and I miss you. Thank you, guys. I miss you guys, too. Good talking to you. Well, it looks like you've done it again. For the rest of you, you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hour Radio. Gun for Hour Radio is a kind of media production. This broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Dr. Trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which he forgot again to mention this week. <laughs> but it is available wherever great books are sold and at the gun shop, bookshop, gun range, known as Gun for Hire, but it's not by the diversity shoot. Pick up a copy for you and one of your friends that you like. Uh, leave all the people you don't like off the list because it'll help keep them alive. Well, uh, for... The deepest part of the deep south on the Gulf of Mexico, where this is still the south and Florida's not, we're just saying, uh, we love you guys, God willing, Jesus carries, and the batteries hold out, we will see you again next week. Sweet home Alabama, oh sweet home Alabama.